AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello, and welcome to the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Jennifer Wilbershide, editor of Aircraft Maintenance Technology Magazine. Today, we are talking to Captain Lee Collins, Senior Vice President of Industry and Government Affairs at Paragon Flight Training, where he will share his thoughts on the recent parts shortage debacle and what Paragon Flight has done to get ahead of the issue and what bigger fixes need to be made to better the supply chain overall. The reason that I wanted to speak to you today is that I've heard from multiple readers of AMT that the um, past couple of months that there is a part part shortage going on. Um, Mm -hmm. When did you first notice there was a problem? You know, it wasn't too long after um, most of the shutdowns. Um, You know, pretty much the entire country was shut down by April of 2020. And by that summer, we were already starting to see a a slowdown uh, in availability. And certainly by the end of the year, moving into 2021, that was um, becoming an even greater issue for us. And it was, you know, from everything to very small parts, um, like you would use for, you know, like filters and things that were used on minor inspections up to and including then engine cores and engine accessories, the larger, um, you know, bigger things that we need when we're trying to keep an aircraft airworthy. Okay. Now, so you've seen it that it's it's not just a, a particular type of part. It's it's many different parts that seem to be Oh, absolutely. Stock. Yeah, it's, it's across the supply chain. You know, everything from, like I said before, Things as small as filters and fittings and, mm-hmm. you know, um, relief valves, you know, the small things that sometimes need to be um, changed out all the way mm-hmm. up to and including like, for instance, on engine changes. Now, we were normally um, a four week lead time to get the aircraft into the shop to to begin an engine change or an engine overhaul. Mm-hmm. Now we're out as far as 15 weeks. Oh wow! On some of these engines, because of um, it's not so much engine cores; th- those are slow, but they're available. What okay. we're finding are not available are some of the other parts necessary for that change or overhaul, or accessories on the engines that are just not readily available as they used to be. Have you heard or have you found that it's only affecting general aviation or business aviation or even commercial? Um, do you see any particular part of aviation that's running into this problem or is it everyone? Well, first of all, everyone is having the issues. It's mm-hmm. just the solution to the issue or how the issue is being contended with that is different. At the major airlines, at the larger corporations, those who have the financial resources to go ahead and begin stocking these parts and ordering in quantity, knowing that there's going to be a shortage for a while, they've been able to alleviate some of the problem. Mm-hmm. The, the issue on the other side of the of the business spectrum, the small individual, individually owned shop, 
the small individually owned flight school or the smaller to medium size um, organizations that don't necessarily have the opportunity to take these very expensive parts and put them in inventory over time because of course even when it's sitting on the shelf it's costing you money the cost not just to buy it but mm -hmm. to hold it in inventory well, as we recall you know many of these businesses in aviation are completely profit sensitive that they oftentimes will will run on very small profit margins as compared to other businesses and other industries mm -hmm. and doing this or having to sit on inventory creates an even larger secondary problem and that is profitability and cash flow which is something else that has to be managed this problem now necessitates that organizations of all types come up with a workable solution that works for them and some have a number of solutions others may have only one either mm -hmm. of which you know they are going to be expensive solutions mm -hmm. Now, so then how has Paragon Flight been dealing with this shortage and what has been your solution or what has been your plan? Well, the first thing we've done is we've reached out to suppliers and noted um, from them and their position of expertise, where are the sticking points? Where are we going to have issues? What particular parts or types of parts may we have to begin stocking in inventory mm -hmm. rather than just using just in time? The second thing is is then then doing that because if, if you're waiting more than two to three weeks on something, each aircraft that's down, you know, sort of out of rotation and out of operation, again is another impact to profitability and cash flow. So we have to be able to program only one aircraft at a time being out of service out of our fleet if at all possible. Mm -hmm. And um, what we've also noticed, I think, and, and this is one of the other things we have to do with our suppliers is, is look at shipping methods and shipping mechanisms that we can rely on for shorter time frame orders. The larger institutional shippers, your, your FedExes, your UPS, etc., right now are, are not as good a resource for our industry and our companies as they have been in the past because they are involved to a great degree in supply chain management for the very large customers mm -hmm. and the very large segments of our industry. Um, they have, and this is from what I'm being told, I haven't seen it firsthand, but I, I have been told that they have been less than their normal reliability over the last year mm -hmm. in that uh, there have been a lot of delays there have been a lot of unexplained shortages based on shipping and so in our case and certainly others we've heard of we're moving away from the large institutional shippers to ones that are more regionally um, affiliated mm -hmm. that we feel have a better reliability right now during the sort of the wake up from the pan pandemic, what we call the clearing of the fog. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if that proves out to be successful. Okay. Do you find that um, the shortage is starting to get better or do you feel it's getting worse or do you see it getting worse? Um, it's not getting better. Mm -hmm. uh, I, can, I can say that with all um, due certainty. As for getting worse, the only thing that we've we've seen in recent weeks is that, for instance, Lycoming, the engine manufacturer, mm -hmm. 
there are several types of engines in their inventory that we are being told by their distri distributors and dealers they are, have made a business decision to not support that's Lycoming, I mean, to not support overhauls and replacements on these particular models of engines just because they themselves as the manufacturer are not able to get parts from overseas to support that function of their dealers and distributors That's to right. the industry. Wow. And so that that is something that they've said is going to transcend at least the next six, eight months into the first quarter of next year, which you know is a concern. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll have to see how that plays out. Again, there's this this heavy reliance on parts from overseas is something that, you know, how does the industry respond to that with the major manufacturers? Do they push for greater um, manufacturing of those parts here in America where they are readily at hand, or is that mm -hmm. even possible? I think it's a mm -hmm. question that the industry has to ask itself, and certainly the aviation maintenance industry has to ask itself, is that do we continue to stretch our supply chain around the world in a way that makes it unsustainable during a time like we've been through or something else that might happen in the future. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is causing the shortage? Um, is it COVID-19 struggles directly? Are there not enough workers to manufacture parts? Because I know a lot of businesses are having a hard time finding people to work. Um, what do you think is the core issue is why we can't get these parts? Yeah, I think it's it's all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, I would say domestically here, certainly there have been labor issues, and you will hear that from from organizations that you're talking to on the phone, and, mm -hmm. and their their parts supply folks, the order supply, whoever it happens to be, and they'll say, well, you know, we're running behind on production because our facility is only at you know three fourths capacity or one half capacity whatever that happens to be. So certainly returning to full-time, fully staffed um, production is important. But I think another, another significant factor is that we are relying on production from overseas facilities that do not have the same imperative that we do for whatever reason. And they return to their full functioning capability whenever they do for whatever reason but it doesn't necessarily happen to be that oh look we're behind by six months in production we need to start running you know two or three shifts a day seven days a week and, and running at full capacity that hasn't happened mm -hmm. and i and i don't know what the excuse for that is i, I you know there only so much of it could be labor related there has to be some other component to this that we just have not yet been made aware of even so I think it has to be solved. Absolutely. It's an issue that it's an issue that the industry has to demand from itself. We have to solve it. We can't just sit back and say, well, we're going to wait on these parts from China that we've been told are going to take three months. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not really a solution. That's a reality mm -hmm. in present time, but it's not a solution for the future. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things I asked Lycoming about. Well, what's your solution for the future? Well, you know, we're going to have to take a look at that. It's definitely something that the industry as a whole needs to get together and, and figure out a solution long-term, not just Absolutely. right now. I think it's important for your readers and the folks in the aviation maintenance industry to really Absolutely. sit back and do a, an analysis of what's happened, um, mm -hmm. not just during the pandemic, but as we've begun to wake up from that pandemic, 
how we've responded and how we've been able to respond are are critically important. Um, this industry of aviation and aerospace is an industry that right now is in a real turning point. There is so much happening, particularly in our state of Florida right now, in mm-hmm. both aviation, aerospace, and related industries, that this is a long-term growth industry. And the folks that maintain all of that are the absolute critical hinge pin in all of that. And I, I think it's just important for the industry to really quickly look at, analyze, and then determine how do we go forward and be successful because we can't let this happen again. For more information about the parts shortage affecting aircraft maintenance efforts across all sectors of aviation, be sure to flip to page 38 in the October issue of AMT Magazine. I'm Jennifer Wilbershide. Thanks for joining us today.